so often we say, oh, my work is terrible and I'm not getting what I want and I'm not getting the promotion I want. I'm not getting the client opportunities. And so then we sort of extrapolate that and say, oh, my life is terrible. But if we rather say work is in this box, in this all around here, we still have so much that can bring us fulfillment and we focus on those things and we do it intentionally, I think we will automatically start feeling more satisfied with our lives and the way we're living. So before we get into today's episode, should you be a business owner juggling multiple roles and hungry to grow your dream business, but you're lacking the time and support? Trust me, we've all been there. Then this is a little reminder to head on over to thestream.ca.za for your free resources and to find out more about our exclusive membership that launches once a year. Let's get back into this episode. Today, I chat to Donna, who left her full-time career working in corporate for over 15 years to start her own coaching business and, in her words, help women unlock their potential by creating lives they love. We chat about advice on creating more purpose and fulfillment within your career and your personal life, whilst we also touch on the darker side of entrepreneurship that is so, so often glamorized. To add to the juicy topics, we talk about Donna's personal experience with burnout and how it forced her to take charge and leave corporates. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Donna. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to get into the conversation about changing career, whether entrepreneurship is for everyone, because I think there's this definitely a glamorized version um, on social media and people feeling, especially post-2020, that, you know, the only way to go is if you're unhappy in your career is to start your, your own business. So we can touch on that. And I think also chatting just in general about those people who may not feel fulfilled within their current positions. Um, but to kick off, I know, of course, a bit of your background and how impressive your resume is. But if you can share that with, with our listeners and sort of give a background as to yeah, your career up until now and how you took the leap yourself um, in starting your own business. Sure, sure. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and it's it's great to to catch up again after um I mean we worked a bit together last year, but after quite a long a long period. Um yeah, so I'm Donna. Um I am a wife and mom of three um smallish, I would say, children. Um, nine, seven, and two. Uh, I hate it when people introduce themselves saying that they're a wife and, and a mom because there's so much more to who everyone is than that. But I feel like in this season, it is something that sort of defines who I am and what my priorities are. Um, and and I think that's sort of been my journey as well. Um, I have a finance background. So I've worked in um, corporate finance for the past sort of 10 to 12 years. Um, but always throughout my career, I've had this uh, involvement in learning and development, coaching, uh, mentorship, and it's always been a passion of mine. Um, I come from a family of teachers, and so I think it's sort of in my blood. And um, every career shift I had, I found myself being pulled into training and development of people in some way, and it really is such a passion of mine. And then last year, uh, through one of these life transitions that we tend to go through every now and again, 
um, my family and I decided it was time for me to just have some more flexibility. And so I left like the corporate structure and also just wanted to be able to have the time and energy to be able to grow my business on the side, which is focused specifically around um, something that's been on my heart for a while, but I've never really felt like it was the right time, you know? And um, yeah, last year it was felt like the right time. And so um, uh, while I'm still consulting for corporate finance, I have the privilege um, of being able to build my own leadership development and coaching business as well. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm really inquisitive to know what that felt like. What, like. what does it feel like for you that when you say that it was the right time to make that shift? Obviously, I know there's a sequence of events and, and to get you to that point. But what, yeah, what did it feel like when you personally knew that it was, it was time for a change? Yeah, so, so it's amazing how things in retrospect you're able to say, oh, that happened and this happened for a reason. And, but when you're in like seasons that are hard or challenging, it doesn't always feel as though everything's happening for a reason, you know? And also what I really believe is that these like thoughts and nagging things that linger in the back of our minds of, oh, I wish one day I could do that or um, I really feel like I one day want to be able to do something. It's not there by accident, I don't believe. I think it's there for a reason. And it's this sort of underlying passion and purpose that will come at the right time. Mm -hmm. And um, last year, I actually went through a period of burnout and I was booked off work for a quite a long period of time. And um, it was during this time when I, I was forced to re-evaluate my priorities. And I realized that my life was totally out of alignment um, where how I really would love, have loved my life to be was so totally far from what my reality was. And it was because my priorities were just totally out of sync. And I think this happens to us a lot. Um, we go through these life stages and life transitions and changes in careers and moving towns and we don't actually stop and reevaluate you know what is important to us right now in this period of our lives and I really feel like this creates this misalignment and that brings quite a deep-seated discontentment yeah. and um it's not it's not I'm not saying it's always related to the work that we do but it could actually be things outside of work that sort of build up to this place where you're forced to rethink how yeah. your life is. And I just am also at the stage of life where I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm sort of like, it's my half time now, <laughs> you know, what, what is the next half of my life going to be like? And is it really going to be purposeful and impactful? And um, I think that sort of got me to the point to rethink and say, well, you know, I'd love to be able to invest more of my energy in development of other people and, and specifically in women. Um, and I feel like women have this expectation on that we place on ourselves uh, to be everything to everyone. And there's so much that we can learn from each other. Yeah. And I felt like my story and what I went through last year was really sort of a trigger for me to be able to create something that is really authentic because I've lived through it myself. Yeah. And so that sort of got me to the point to say, okay, um, it's now, it's 
it's it's time to pursue this took quite a few conversations with my husband um because like you say you, you know you've got this structure in your lives and the security uh the you know your norm that you've created for you and your family and uh all of that changes and so and maybe we'll chat about it a little bit later as well around, you know, where to start and understanding your purpose and things. But I, I really feel like you've got to be very clear about why you make the decision to make a change mm -hmm. because you can't be running away from something. Uh, when you when you change your career or when you add something to your life, you can't do it because you're, you're discontent or unhappy in a certain place. It's got to come from more of a why rather than a push from something else. And um, yeah, I feel that's where, where I was. And it's a privilege. I think not everyone is able to uh, leave a stable corporate environment to pursue something that's a passion. Mm. And and I feel every day I'm very grateful to have had that opportunity. Um, but it comes with a lot of change and a lot of hard work, which you only realize when you're in it, right? Totally, totally. And I, I also agree with you. I've, I've heard coaches particularly say that it's not a privilege. Like we are all able to, you know, quit sort of a corporate steady job and for, have this fulfilling career. But I do agree with you. I think it's so much easier said than done and we'll definitely get into the detail of it. Um, but also, so you went through personally a burnout. Um, some others might not have gotten to that point, but have this, you know, this little voice in your head that just gets louder and louder and louder. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm inquisitive to know also from your burnout, like how long it was and how you recovered from that. Like these sorts of things when it comes to mental health, I find so fascinating because we all go through it. Yeah. So I, I would say I'm still, I'm still on a journey because. The things that got me into the situation where I was like physically ill for weeks, where I literally had to re like rest, which in my world like did not exist. Average was not an option, let alone like below average. You know, you know where you have this expectation of um, you create, and and I, I said it before, you create. I think we create these expectations of ourselves in our heads of what we think other people expect of us. And it wasn't only in my work context. It was at home. It was with, in, with friends. It was with family. And, and um, so those habits and systems and the way we do things, our norm, our default, it takes a long time to break those and to change those. And that's not going to happen, you know, in a four-week time period of time when you're booked off from from work uh, you know it's gonna it's gonna take a lot and so I, I'd say I'm still I'm still navigating that and the thing with burnout as well is that it actually leads to burnout itself is not a mental health condition but it le it can develop into depression anxiety um, and so I've experienced all of those along with the the burnout and um, and so all of that sort of I don't want to say it's baggage, but it is. It's the, st the stuff that you carry with you. And you have to work through it in a very authentic way in a time that you're ready to do it. And mm. um, because you can't also make changes in your life for other people. You've actually got, it's got to be from you. 
Totally. It sounds like if you didn't experience burnout and all of those sort of side effects that came with it, you would have not. You would have still been in your corporate career because you sound like such a like high achiever, high performer. That if it wasn't something that like literally like put you in bed, you wouldn't have made a change. Yeah, and and I I look back and I think sure it was it really and that's why I do believe the timing was really it was like quite miraculous in a way you know where it all aligned at the right time um but for some people like you say it's not it's not always an event like that it could be it could be something else but i do i i honestly do think it is a privilege because a lot of people don't even know what their passion is a lot of people don't even realize what their purpose in life is and they're just on this treadmill because it's comfortable and it's familiar and um you know, and I, that's why I do. I consider it a privilege to know what I'm passionate about um, and be able to invest my energy and my time in building something that can help other people um, in a way that they can also sort of thrive. Because that I think, I think there is a life out there for each of us in that we thrive and that we don't just plod along. Um, but it's figuring out for each of us in our unique season of life what that is and I don't think we take the time to properly do that as you were talking it's and and like you say people that don't know their passions I'm thinking of someone in particular and you can relate to this having been in finance pretty much your whole career is we had a girls weekend away and one of the girls had this like heart to heart just saying that the other day she was just questioning like who is she other than an accountant someone and chatting to a coach and they were like but what are your passions and she's like well, I can't make my passion of walking, you know, walking with my kids or being in nature my job. And they're just so confused as to, it's especially at the age that we are, if you've been in your career for like 10 to 20 years, like where do you even start with knowing what to do next? Exactly, exactly. And often it doesn't have to be a career change. It doesn't have to be drastic. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be just a little bit more, you know, investing in things that, really uh, as cliche as it sounds but lights a spark in you because that actually filters into everything and um i also think it could work the other way around our work environments we spend so much of our time at work like i read somewhere the other day it's like ninety thousand hours in our lifetime or something like that it's something outrageous and when our work environment is not making us content it actually like bleeds into our whole lives and I was I was in a place where I was letting the expectations of my role and the people around me many of those expectations were self-created expectations I must add um it was filtering into how I was being a parent and how I was being a wife and yet when if someone had to say to me what are your priorities and what do you value most I would always say my husband and my children first, but the way I was living was not that way. I would even in conversation, I would say I work in corporate finance and I'm a wife and a mom, you know, or like I'd catch myself explaining to people. And it's what you say, like your career, I think for many of us, our career defines who we are and because it's what's secure to us. Yes, totally. So on that note, how do you help your clients, um, especially with that sort of finding their why and transitioning 
their lives to align with, I think you mentioned like seasonal purpose, um, how you help them. I'd love to know more about that. So I think we have to take a holistic view of our lives because every piece of the puzzle fits in a certain way in a different season. And I'm not saying that every picture of our lives is going to be the same in every season. I think it changes. And so I think it's really important that when we go through these life transitions, that we do actually just stop and say, what do I really value right now? Like five things, not 10, not 20, but like the most important five things right now in my life. And um, many people don't even know what their values are. Many people don't even know what their priorities are. And then what we start doing is we actually start working and living according to what other people tell us is important. And so that's where I start with my clients. We start with looking at a holistic view of their life and say, okay, what are your priorities right now? And where are you investing your time? Because very often, these are your priorities, but your time is being invested here. And so um, that creates this misalignment. And I think that's why people think that they need coaching in the first place is because they think, well, I need to be able to get back to a life where I'm writing the next chapter, you know. And so we start there and we start looking at all the areas of life and we say, where are we now? Um, where do we want to be? And what is that where do I want to be look like? And then how do we put into place sustainable, consistent mechanisms to get us from here today? And it's not going to take a week. It's not going to take a month. And it's also not extreme. Yeah. I do not believe in extremes because it's not sustainable. Mm. And um, it actually just puts more pressure on us than something that is small, easy, um, actually not easy. <laughs> Sometimes simple, but not easy. <laughs> um, uh, steps that can take us from this is where my life is now to that is where I wanted to be. And very often that's not just one or two goals, but rather like a big picture vision for your life. So when I work with my clients, I I prefer to start with a vision, like something big, something bold, and that's not confined to what my life is now, because often what my life is now has so many limitations on it and um, that I've put there because I'm fearful of a challenge. Um, I'm, I'm creating these scenarios in my head of what could go wrong. Um, you know, and so we tend to hold ourselves back. But if we start with looking at that big picture and what it looks like and how we would like our lives to be, um, it then becomes clearer of what we're working towards. And through that exercise, this picture emerges of what is my, what is my purpose? Like what is important to me right now? And where am I going to place my my time and my energy? Yeah, there's so much that you touched on. And and all I can think in the back of my head is like, if not now, when? And I know it's not always the perfect time for anyone listening to go, okay, I've been unhappy. Let's make a career change. But like you said, like time just goes by so quickly. And then you, you almost feel like you, you it's becoming even harder, especially, of course, with your responsibilities and 
you know, a steady income and, and running a household. Um, but I also feel, and this is something we can chat about is like you also said, it doesn't mean that you have to change your career. It's just, you know, sort of shifting things where you're currently at. Um, because I, if I think back to my career in PR, there was a very long period that I was so unhappy, especially London days that cutthroat, very like corporate structure. And it was as much as it was overwhelming and, and sort of consumed my life. Um, there was also this addiction to it because you were getting this recognition from like your senior managers and you were getting, yeah, you know, the corporate structures are very clever. I see it with my husband as well, although he's very happy. It's very, I'm going to generalize. I feel for men, it's often a lot easier. I'm, I'm way too emotional about a lot of things. So what, what I mean with that time period is if I were to quit immediately because of the times that I was crying and the this and the that, I wouldn't have been or have the knowledge that I have now and have come such a long way where now I look back at my London experience and I miss the times that were actually quite like the the getting on the tube and it was so many people and getting to work and like when it was winter it was constantly dark like all those miserable periods I actually miss it and there was so much that I learned from it so I think we can also touch on yeah it's not necessarily that you have to quit and you know, because there's a there's a dark side to entre entrepreneurship as well. No, exactly. There's pros and cons to everything in life, I think, and and that's why I say you can't also make decisions coming out of a place that where you, when you're unhappy. Um, it's some of a piece of advice that someone gave me, and it's so it's so wise because often we make we have we feel that we may need to make big life changes in a season when we're feeling discontent with how things are and it shouldn't be that way I think we should make big life changes in a season when things are going well you know um, because it means we're not then running away from something but I think in my case it was this it was something that that has been on my mind for a very very long time and it just aligned in a way that it was the right time and um and for me it's 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 a shift away you know I, i'd like to it, it's maybe it's not a complete change in career it's just a change in the structure that i'm familiar with um because i'm still doing consulting um corporate finance consulting work but i have the flexibility now to be able to invest in growing something on the i want to say on the side but it's not really on the side because the intention is that it becomes something that is is a business, you know. And um, so one of the the workshops that I've created is called Time Tools Workshop. And when you were talking about time flies, I think there's so much more to time management or managing our time than just scheduling and time management. It's going back to what we've been talking about, being clear on what is our purpose and what are our priorities um, and, and making sure that when we say yes, we're saying yes to the right things. Uh, because, because when every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else, actually. And, um, you know, if we say yes to another, another commitment at work, we're saying no to time with our family. If we say yes to 
another dinner with acquaintances, not even close friends. You know, if we're saying no to time at home with your husband or whatever it is, developing yourself or whatever it is, whatever we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And I think um, we we live in a culture where there's this, this um, like, expectation that we say yes to fill our days and our and our calendars and that also comes to a place where we start over committing our children even you know to sports events or parties or so so for me it's been a real like quite a big change like kids my kids sometimes don't even know they're being invited to all the parties that they're invited to because i like have a filter process to say um you know, I know we're not going to that one, but we'll go to this one. Um, because otherwise it just gets too much. And our lives really do go past so fast. We've got to also build in time to just breathe. Um, you know, have this like margin where we can lean in when we need to and try and like reduce this guilt of having to be everything to everyone. Um, you know, and I think and I think that's also what I really try to help my clients with. Um, to know that when they when they're saying yes, like it means yes, and when they say no, it's because it doesn't align to what their priorities are right now, you know, and not feeling guilty about that. Yeah, it's so hard when you're you're people pleaser. But as I get older as well, and I've just seen, I ended up doing exactly that a lot, is especially when living in the city and there were so many social. Uh, occasions I've got a lot of different friendship groups there and and so you do commit in advance and then the day comes and you're almost wanting to back out and then you feel even more guilty and it's such a and I think that's the beauty of having a coach or um having someone guide you along that process that you're constantly going to get there like you're constantly going to question and have to reorganize or find your purpose and simplify your goals because I found myself doing it this morning as well It's just when things are you know manageable and I'm able to balance work and life I'm suddenly programmed to for the chaos to commit more because I'm I'm like this is too quiet and then I (laughs) it's so bad exactly 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 and it's the culture we live in as well it's like this I think there's this also a sense of sort of this instant gratification culture, you know, where everything just, um, there's more and it's accessible at the touch of a button. And, um, you know, there's just no, there's no space. And so I've had to become quite intentional about just creating space. Uh, and it's really, really hard. It's really hard because also, and, and I suppose it links to also building a business on the, at the same time is that you've actually got to create space to be able to think about and to think you know to create to um to be clear on where you're moving towards rather than you've got to be able to be proactive rather than reactive um when you're building a business you've got to think and and be able to um sometimes take things much slower than what you ordinarily would because you're growing and learning and you know you have to be able you have to be open to to going a little bit slower sometimes yeah no that's so true and I've I've 
become a lot more aware of what's energy draining and what's actually giving me energy. Um, and it, it keeps going back to the same things so that I've had to restructure things in my household, including when I go on to social media, when I'm on tech, when I'm not, because the mind is scrolling or things that come up on social media, either it impacts me socially and I'm looking at everyone, you know, traveling abroad and having this amazing life, or it's impacting me from a work perspective and I'm going, oh gosh, I haven't got into that. That's exactly what I want to do. And that's where I want to get to. And so your monkey mind just makes you so damn tired. And then a lot of the times like I've seen with clients, is they just never end up making any changes or implementing anything because it's just been so overwhelming and majority of it's been in their head. It's exactly, exactly. It's these stories we create for ourselves. And the thing you say about energy as well has been a very big um, change for me um, building a business is that, you know, when you're in a, a structured corporate environment, um, Yes, there are ways to be able to manage your energy and your your high focus times, but I've had to create that structure now, and um, with we with more flexibility, um, which is wonderful for me as a mom of three young kids. You know, just being there for my kids when I need to has been has been totally invaluable. But I've also had to. I'm a very structured person, and so I've had to create that structure. So that I, I know when my high focus, high energy times are in the day, I'm investing that in doing high focus work. Um, and then I'm not leaving my own business to four o'clock in the afternoon when I have zero energy, you know, and then, and then it's just another day and I think, oh, I didn't get to that or I didn't want to do that. And so, um, yeah, I think that's also been quite an adjustment is moving from that corporate structure. Um, and what's what's been familiar to me for you know almost fifteen years to creating my own structure um, and and learning a, a lot along the way um, and 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 doing things wrong sometimes you know um, I'm not someone who likes making mistakes and I'm not someone who <laughs> who likes to try new things but sure when you're growing your own business you sort of have to figure it all out as you go hundred percent. And I think also, okay, we'll touch on the the starting your own business side of things. And I know there's a whole lot that we can get into there. But I think for anyone that's listening who's kind of in a situation where they can't make a change right now, um, any tips on how they can find more fulfillment within in, in their jobs? Like if I just have to think about the conversations that I've heard a lot, it's a lot of the times where sort of friends have been you know, upset with work environments or wanting change has been because it's been other colleagues. So I don't know, is it something that, you know, you can't always avoid that, um, but there's sometimes practical tools and things that you can do for the influences surrounding you. Um, yeah, in touch on that. And I think the other thing is what you also mentioned, which is very clear is it all starts with yourself as, I mean, we can go into depth with that as well. It all you know, everything that you've spoken about, there's so much that you've discovered about yourself and how you work optimally. Um, so yeah, it definitely starts with that. But any any tips on in, in that department? Sure. So one of the the things that I am like very clear on is that there's this myth around work life balance. 
And I don't believe work-life balance exists. I don't think it ever can because when you're talking about balance, you're talking about equal parts of something. And for many of us, our work is a much larger part. If we look at a 24-hour period, our work takes up a much larger part um, than non-work. But maybe if we just flip it on its head and say, yes, my work is not in the ideal space where I'd like it to be right now, but there are other things in your life that bring you contentment or should bring you contentment. And very often we're not seeing those things because we're placing so much emphasis on getting satisfaction from the work we do. But if we flip it on our heads and say, in my life, I also have friends. I also have personal development. I also have family. I also have, um, you know, these passions or these hobbies that I really enjoy. How do I emphasize my time on those things so that when I come to work, which is not amazing, but it's secure and I'm privileged to have a job, then then the, that part of your life is going to start feeling a little bit better because you're investing also in the other elements of your life. And I think so often we say, oh, my work is terrible and I'm, I'm not getting what I want and I'm not getting the promotion I want. I'm not getting the client opportunities. And so then we sort of extrapolate that and say, oh, my life is terrible. But if we rather say work is in this box, in this all around here, we still have so much that can bring us fulfillment and we focus on those things and we do it intentionally, I think we will automatically start feeling more satisfied with our lives and the way we're living, that it will then feed back to our work environment. Um, because we bring ourselves to work whether we like it or not. Um, and the other way around, our work comes with us. And so it's got to be this harmony it can't be this part of my life has to be equal to this part because it's very, very rare that you actually get that. So if you know, you know, that spending 10 minutes with your husband and a glass of wine in the evenings is going to fill your cup, then you need to make sure that you do that more frequently than getting home late from work. You know, and it just takes a couple of times a week. Like I said, it doesn't have to be extreme. It's not to say... Every day I have to sit and have a glass of wine with my husband because that's also just putting more pressure on the situation. If you rather just say three times a week or twice a week, we're going to make an effort to connect. It's amazing how much that can fill someone's cup um, if you're intentional about it and if you really notice it. Um, so, so, yeah, I would challenge someone to flip the work thing on its head and rather say what else is happening in my life that I can be grateful for and invest my my energy and my time in. Yeah, I, I, that's very, very valuable and I couldn't agree more with the whole um, life versus work balance. Um, that's non-existent. I think it's both within corporate and most definitely when you're an entrepreneur. I mean, I've spoken to so many entrepreneurs that say, you know, they left corporate for the freedom and the flexibility. But then when you start your own business, it, it takes over. And also, not only the take time off, like I've found, especially in the first three years of stream and even with my PR agency back um, 10 years ago, is those you're so passionate that you don't want to switch off, especially if you like us. Like quite A type, like to have control, like like very driven, 
you almost you want that business to succeed as well as your career progressed um, when you work for someone, and it's not always you know the way the way it goes. Um, but maybe we should just touch on that as well for anyone that is wanting to start their own business. I think like I've got friends who are incredibly talented and really successful within corporate environments and then have tried working for themselves and almost, yeah, like just not sort of kick, didn't kick it off successfully because of various reasons. Um, but I think that's also something, like I said earlier, that gets glamorized, especially since sort of 2020 and people working more remote and you're seeing people are like, living this idealistic lifestyle of, you know, a holidays with a laptop on an island, whereas that's not always the reality. And even when you're on holiday, when you run your own business, there's a lot at the beginning going through your mind when it comes to like the revenue that's fluctuating month to month and it happened in three to six months, like all of that. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I think it's, you know, starting your own business, you've got to be so clear of what your why is. Um, you know, why have I made this change? Why am I? And, and even to the point where you could even write it down and put it somewhere so that when you when you wake up and you think, oh, do I have to do this again? Or because there are days like that, you know, you can be so completely passionate about something. Um, but there will be days where you think, have I made a mistake? Have I, you know, have I done the wrong thing? Is this the right time? You're going to doubt yourself a lot. And and when you clear on your why, it just makes it that much easier to stick to that vision. And and that's another thing is to have the, the end goal in mind. It's not going to be tomorrow that you're going to have the end goal. You know, like that that old story of, um, a flower blooms from a tiny seed, but it's you've got to plant the seed first under the ground for it to actually grow to something. So you can't also expect things to happen overnight. And and I think often we it's that instant gratification thing again. We expect um, our business to be what we dream about it being, but it's hardly had time to even get it get off the ground, you know. And and then I think you also have to be clear on what your experience and skill set is. It's it's I think by chance if someone is able to grow a successful business without the skills and the experience to be to be able to do it, then it's by fluke because often you've got to invest your experience, your skill set, and bring that along with your own authentic experiences of life. Yeah. Um to build to build something that is going to be of value to someone else. In my case, that's what it was. And that's why I think the timing of it was such that I had my own story to tell so that I can help people through what they're going through. Uh and and you've got to then also be open to learning and growing and making mistakes. Um you know, and and being able to change something if you think this is going to definitely work and it doesn't, you've 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 got to be open minded as well to say, um, you know, what what can change, and something else that I think is absolutely invaluable is having a mentor, someone who has done it before, someone who is older and wiser. Uh, not older in age necessarily, but just someone who has taken the steps before you. And, you know, it's not to say that you're stealing that person's ideas or you're trying to take their client network, but it's it's that they 
have the experience that they can share with you and to encourage you because very often they've got to their point by making a million mistakes that you could avoid if you just openly chat to them about what they've been through. So I found that extremely helpful as well. Um, and and then you also need to you also need to be realistic and say, is this can this make if my objective is to make money out of my business, uh, which probably ninety nine percent it would be the expectation. You've got to say, well, how am I going to monetize this? Mm-hmm. And and how do you do that? And in this industry, what are the ways that I can do that? What tools am I going to use? What network channels can I use? And each of us have a network that we bring with us from whatever place we're in. It could be old work colleagues. It could be, um, you know, networks through schools, if your kids are at schools, Um but you also, you do need to be very clear on what your why is. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you've also experienced that where there are days and you're like, what am I? Am I doing the right thing? You know, okay. it's so much easier to say, I'll, I'll just forget about this passion of mine. I'll let it linger and I'll go back to a corporate structure that's familiar and secure. Totally. And I think that's exactly, I definitely, um, I think something that, one doesn't realize when you start your own business necessarily, especially when you think that you're moving within the same field as you've had experience in. Like I got to that point where I had 15 years experience within PR and marketing. So you're assuming when you start this new career that touches within that sort of space that I am going to you know, suddenly become very successful because I've got that 15 years of experience. But then you forget with entrepreneurship that you're not only doing that role that you used to do or something similar, you're also taking on the IT role, the HR role, the all these things that you don't have the skill set for. Uh, and you often don't think of it. It's like I've had a friend recently started on her own and gone like, gosh, I now realize the the benefits of being in corporate with all the different departments and how they all fit together. And now you're on your own. And I think what you a mentor is a massive help, but also a support group. So anyone else, I've got a, an amazing group of friends who all in their mid to late cities who've run their own businesses since their twenties. So when we get together and we bitch and we moan, I realize, okay, my, like, you know, like you're not alone. Yeah. So you exactly choose your scenario over there um and it just yeah it's just nice to have that sort of that sort of support no and i and i think i think that we 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 try to do everything at at one time like when you're doing it yourself um it can very quickly become like this hamster wheel of just every day i've got to do this i've got to do that you've got to touch on all these parts but something that i found very very helpful is also um this idea of batching i don't know if you if you know about it but like structure and it's also come from my my need for structure is to say okay today i'm going to do my finances tomorrow morning is my this and and you 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 batch these business tasks that in a corporate environment might have been someone else's role. Um, but when you're everything in your business, you know, social media takes up a lot of time. Then, you know, structuring a morning once a week to plan it out. And um, just having that plan makes me, a structured person, feel more in control of what's happening. 
Yes, and I think maybe we we're nearing to the end of our, our chat, and I think almost what will be quite nice to, for you to touch on as well is um, talking about batching and sort of structures that you put in place. Any healthy habits, whether it's like morning or evening routines, or maybe you don't sort of follow that, um, or general habits that you form to perform better, both in work and as an entrepreneur and, and as a as a mother and a wife. No, I'm a I'm a the biggest fan of morning and evening routines. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I even include that in my time tools workshop because I I think there is just there's just so much good that can come from a morning routine that's structured and an evening routine that's structured and and um, I'd say the one the one big thing that I incorporate in both my morning and evening routines and. I'm trying to be more intentional about creating it through the day as well. It's just, and it sounds so silly, but it is so powerful. It's just noticing things that I can be grateful for. Because when I'm on my own or when things go wrong, um, it's so easy to dwell on what's not working. Yeah, And uh, that can happen a lot when you're building a business uh, and when or when you're building a when you're building a family or when you're making going through a big change or whatever we're going through, there are always things that don't always go according to plan. And yeah, I think just being more mindful of the things I'm grateful for also just makes me realize that what does go wrong is not always the end of the world because we tend to take those one or two things that went wrong and we say, oh, it's been such a bad week or it's been such a horrible month. Um, but actually those were such a, such small things compared to all the good that we've, we've got. So as a new business or business startup <laughs> entrepreneur, it's so important to focus on the things that you're grateful for. And for me, that's been like flexibility uh, being able to invest in my passion, work with people who I can see are benefiting from, you know, what I've shared or what they've learned. And that really is, or messages, I'm sure for the same for you, like messages you get on social media to say, thank you for your love and motivation. And I don't even know these people and yet they're connecting in some way. You know, all of those are things to be grateful for because, um, not everything is always going to go right, but a lot goes right a lot of the time as well. So, so, so true. I even find myself changing the things that I need to be proud of as my sort of role changes with, you know, with season. So the other day I literally was like, I actually should celebrate the time. This is going to sound so lame, but I know a lot, a lot of people can relate to like working from home and having time to sit outside with my dog and play and be be there and mindful and not on my phone or annoyed with him because he's hyper and I haven't taken him out and being proud of myself for hanging up the washing, doing the dishes all before sitting by my computer, like things that would going or is it being ticked off, like I'm progressing and I mustn't focus on the fact that I've been sitting on a you know health insurance call sales call for three days in a row and not gotten a quote yet. So like <laughs> no exactly, 
<laughs> exactly. And I think it also, when we when we operate from a place of gratitude, when things don't go wrong, we're able to see them more easily as learning opportunities rather than something that is wrong or was a mistake. Yeah. Um, we're able to then grow from that experience rather than break ourselves down. And I think as entrepreneurs or in any walk of life, actually, that is something that all of us can benefit from more of. Hundreds. Yeah, and there's so much that especially like women take on from a role perspective. I know that like, yeah, whether and I think that's a conversation for another day, like talking about working moms and their roles and the guilt surrounded about like not giving enough at home and, and in, in the workspace. But we really do from the from the gratitude perspective, there's just so much that we we don't stop to acknowledge um, what we are doing right during the day because there is so much that's being done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of healthy habits that um, I try to instill for my family and I, but that's just been one that I've really been trying to be more intentional about because, um, yeah, there's also just so much going on in our lives around us that is so much out of our control, you know, in our country and the world. And, um, you know, when we, when we zone in on what is going right and the good around us, um, I think we just, we're able to, we're able to have more content in our lives and satisfaction, I think, from people we engage with to clients to family. No, very, very true. I'm inquisitive to know what resources you tap into to sort of support your personal growth and career development. So if there's any podcasts or books or courses or, like you mentioned, mentors that you sort of tap into to further your growth. Yeah, yeah. So I love listening to podcasts. I listen to quite a few different um, business podcasts. Um, I think you and I, there's the one, um, Diary of a CEO. Um, I found that quite some some nice podcasts there. Um, the Health and Wellbeing podcast, I listen to Deliciously Ella, um, yeah. quite a few of hers. Because uh, that's also just broader than just um, physical health as well. Uh, and then um, I'm a big fan of Brené Brown, John Maxwell, and those are sort of like business leaders who I follow their work and uh, I really have learned a lot from them um, and their books as well. Uh, I, I've started trying to read more um, when we're talking about evening routines. That's part of my, <laughs> part of my evening routine. And um, I don't often, I try to alternate between uh, a learning book and a, a book for pleasure. And um, I think it gets sometimes a bit heavy when you're always on learning books. Um, but I've I've read recently. I've read. I'm actually reading a book at the moment called um, "The Quiet Leader," and and that's also just interesting ways to lead people and lead yourself differently. Um, so I enjoy books about leadership, and I think we can learn things from whatever we engage with. So there's always a snippet of something, um, you know, whether it's engaging with people and it's just us being open to that and being teachable. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I think we also need to, if learning and development, personal learning and development is a priority for us, we need to bring that in, whether it's reading a book or listening to a podcast. Um, you know, I think, 
I think we need that so that we also feel like we're touching on things that are important to us in our lives. Okay, and um, but I'd say that the mentor is the biggest the biggest um, advantage is, is having someone to just unpack stuff with. Yeah, and do you see someone regularly, like monthly? Um, no, not monthly. Um, it's, uh, it's quite an informal kind of arrangement. It's someone I worked with for a very long time and I see her as, as a mentor. Um, she's grown a business in the learning and development space outside of corporate. And so, um, yeah, it's regularly, we actually get together more for like lunches and coffees rather than <laughs> like a formal mentor kind of, uh, chat, but, um, I think the thing with the mentor is that we've got to value that person's time as well. Um, you know, and so there's always sort of a list of questions I have ready to throw at her. Um, and, and just so that the time is invested well. Uh, but, but yeah, I'd say every, every second month we, we chat. Amazing. That's this type of mentor. I think in an informal um, setting, it's even better getting out of your environment, seeing someone in a lunch sort of setting, um, and getting to just, yeah, because often when you have those sorts of long-form chats, more comes up than what you didn't even think you needed advice on. Exactly, exactly. Um, just on the book front as well, I'm exactly the same. I'm having to find more books now for pleasure because so many of the books that I sort of invest in and buy are all like sort of self-help or leadership or some sort of... Yeah, exactly. ...next to my bed. They're either that or they're incredibly spiritual and deep. And when I'm tired, I literally am reading the page six times and not getting anywhere. So we have to diversify with the books that I've got. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then also I think the other thing that we, we maybe take for granted because many of us it's like a trap, but social media you can actually get so much valuable help from um if you use it for the in the correct way you know very i mean i know it's designed to take us down a rabbit warren but i have learned a huge amount from people um like yourself on on social media just you know around around business tools and tips and um yeah it's like nuggets of wisdom yeah do you know what i've actually done on that um recently with social media because I've got um, my personal and my business account even on my business account I get a lot of value because of the types of people that I follow and if there's anyone on there like friends who like no offense like I don't want to see their content during you know when I'm when I'm going on there with a purpose to learn I'll mute that so that I just keep structuring what comes up in my feed but even with that I get distract distracted because I'm following so many different sort of accounts so what I've also done is opened up a private account um following 10 people at a time through the season that I'm going through and when I log in I'm just on that account so I can't veer off to too many different sort of pages and I'm just seeing the same sort of knowledge that I'm really wanting to sort of absorb on that page it's been quite a nice little exercise to do yeah i'm sure because i think there's there really is so much value that we can learn i mean people put out things that are so helpful and um, but often we miss them because we're in this sort of scrolling uh, zone you know so yeah by limiting it that must be that must be um you've got to be very intentional about it 100%. Yeah, go on with a purpose and know when and then be strict with your bound. I've got a timer on mine, actually. 
Um, so I have to actually, when it says like basically we reach cap, I have to put on there that I want to stay on the for longer or reject it. Like the Netflix, a little pop up when it comes up and it tells you like, do you want to continue watching? Like, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you sure you want to continue? <laughs> so funny how much like if you look at the books that I have in the podcast I've been listening to and everything that like how like in depth it is for like self growth and, and spirituality. And then on the weekend, husband's away for work and I'm sitting binge watching selling sunsets reality TV. <laughs> Balance it out. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Donna, for your time today. And thanks for all yeah, your wisdom and everything you share. I know for anyone listening, if they're interested in in more working with you, they can head on over to your page. So I'll drop in all of those links that are re- relevant. But yeah, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, it's me again. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please can you subscribe so that you are notified as soon as new episodes drop. And share the stream podcast with your friends and family and co-workers who are just as inquisitive as you are about learning and improving their quality of life. And then lastly, if you want more mental health and business resources, inspo and podcast recommendations, just a reminder to subscribe to my monthly stream newsletter. No spam, just pure, positive value delivered straight to your inbox.